Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. It is a beautiful night here in the rainy Atlanta. It is indeed rainy in Atlanta. But it's my favorite rain. It's like that nice 60 to 70 degree good rainfall of just beautiness. It's that sweet, gentle rain that will put you to sleep. Good night. Anyway, so ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangout. I am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific cover himself, Ozilius. Are you not going to let me sleep? No, I'm not going to let you sleep. Not now. Later. You ruined all my plans, sir. So the Thursday Night Hangout is a weekly live show where we try our best to cover the topics most important to you during our show. If you haven't submitted a topic or a question, perhaps you want to throw your opinion in at any point during the show, please do so by dropping it in the chat. Now, you may say, but what chat? If you are watching this live on Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook, you can drop your information there. It will appear, and we shall talk about it. In case there is a problem and you're posting chat and it's not showing up, I do have to my right and to your left, I guess, uh, everything, all all the um, the different chats, just so I don't miss anything. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, first of all, uh, of course, there was no Thursday night hangout uh, last week. I know it was. I figured that my grandfather's funeral was going to be over the weekend and not on Thursday, that Thursday. So that's why we didn't have a Thursday night hangout. Uh, I mean, I got back, but I was drained. Um, so I, I think I just gained for like an hour and a half and then uh, made do. And of course, the 24-hour gameathon, which Zelius showed up for for a good chunk. Uh, we we once again, ladies and gentlemen, we've done it. We went 24 hours straight on uh, extra life. Uh, Did you actually I, go 25 hours? Yes. Whatever. Because of the daylight savings. Whatever. Just don't tell my wife. Well, she's like, you only play 24, even even though the time changed. Like, yeah, absolutely. Anyways, um, you know you all still lie in your marriage. So I'm trying to remember all the games I played. Well, there's one game that really stood out to me. Uh, there's Blue Fire. I really thought you were going to break something. <laughs> I, I, you got your shiny new curved monitors. I thought they're about to become like um, pit, large, expensive paperweights. No, 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 no. You have no fear. It was never going to be the monitor that you had to be concerned with. It was going to be the the desk and the controller because oh, you, you put some pretty good bangs into those desks. I don't know if you still have like a scuff mark from that. No, I'm, I'm surprised there isn't like an indentation because I was getting a, a little bit pissed. Yeah. You almost knocked my monitor over from your own desk. <laughs> it was intense. You, Oh, you were into it. Oh, I know. Now, to be fair, your explanation of the game gave a pretty good reason of why you're pissed at the game. Yes. Yes. It, it wasn't, See, it's one of those things where I okay, there there are going to be two reasons why Charlie loses his mind in a game. One, he sucks at it, uh, and it's his own damn fault. And two, there's something about the game that dicks him over constantly, and that was the case because yep. the the quick key for your health potion is the up on the D pad. But your emote dance uh, quick key is the right on the D-pad. 
But unfortunately, in the heat of battle, there's a very good chance that you might go like an upper right or an upper left. And therefore, so you're going to do the... I was just looking at my gamepad. What type of controller are you using? The Pro. So is like that this. where the D-pad is like all one connected plastic piece? Yeah. So what I was just looking at my control. Yeah. So I was looking at my controllers and the PS5 controller, which actually fixed that issue, is yeah, so I have the pro controller next to it. As you can see, the D-pad are all separate. Is, yeah, so it's you wouldn't do that. I mean, you could still do it by accident, but your chances of doing it with a D-pad like that. Yeah. Would be much less. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Um, I know I was telling Charlie this during the podcast or during the 24-7, but yeah. I do the robotics team and we use the D-pad sometimes and it's the same type of, it's an Xbox controller, so it's just like that. Mm-hmm. And whenever we use the D-pad, the students are like, no, don't use the D-pad because they get the same exact circumstance that Charlie ran into, <laughs> excuse me, where if they hit up, it registers as being to the right or left. So if it's anything important, they don't use the D-pad because they already know, like, that's a known issue. It shouldn't be a surprise. Right. No. Uh-huh. And and yeah. uh, for those out there who may not know, uh, if you are a developer or a programmer or an engineer that's going to utilize a, a controller like the Xbox 360 uh, controller, if it is not the the licensed official Microsoft Xbox controller. The uh, the way that the controller handles the um, the the sticks is different than a third party controller. I learned that the hard way when I was trying to make my final project a full sale. Yeah, and uh, like D pad for me works fine mm-hmm. if you're doing directional because if you get that tiny smidge off, like in a three D game, it's fine. Like that's not, it's not fine. You You fell to your death again. Look, Mr. Dark Souls. (laughs) Uh, It's like for the most part, the D pad in a, if you're controlling your character, because you can have those smidges of miscalculation. Uh, But definitely when you're picking specific skills, Mm -hmm. you need to be very precise. Yeah, I agree. The D pad is a terrible, or as you mentioned, in other games you played, allow us to remap the game, the keypad. Yes. Yeah, we'd solve a lot of these problems. Yeah, just just allow me to move um, the potion button to one of the triggers, because I don't I don't think any of the triggers are being used. Yeah, it, like I can't imagine programmatically it's that difficult to implement a controller schema when we're doing it with like eighth graders. Okay, so um, yes, absolutely. Uh, this, ironically, uh, the two pieces of my final project at Full Sales was controls with key mapping and yep. save and load functionality. So let me tell you, it ain't hard <laughs> to to remap anything. I know, it's, it baffles what, like, I mean, I've done Unity game design and it's like baked into the game design where it's like right there. It's like a gooey drop down. You don't have to know how to program. Well, the pro. Okay, so so I know I'm gonna get a little bit technical here, but if you're actually writing the code, um, uh, and you're trying to do all the key binding, there is a very good chance that you could 
I, I mean, I checked for redundancy. I checked to make sure that you're not mapping the same button over again, but there yeah. is, you know, there yeah. could potentially be some sort of like, um, conflict that I don't check for. But a lot of games do that. Like, I mean, right. a lot of games will tell you if you map, you know, W to the fire key, it'll be like, you've just unmapped your walk forward key. Are you sure you want to do that? Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or you can have those crazy ass games that don't have key mapping that have decided to reinvent the wheel and WASDA is not your up, down, left, and right. It is, it's like I, H, L, and M for some god awful reason. No. I, I don't, I'm, I and I'm, I'm, I'm joking, but at the same time, I'm not. I don't remember the game. It was several, several years ago in the early infancy of Alter Confusion where someone literally, did indeed try to reinvent the the was the wheel, and so the controls made no sense whatsoever. They're like, you know, it's probably more comfortable. I mean, that's only, what I'm assuming they said. But I only recall really doing that in hot seat gamings like Cyber Dogs, mm -hmm. where you have two people simultaneously using the keyboard. In that case, it makes sense. No, I mean, but it's Cyber Dog. You got was there, and then you got the directional keys. Yeah. That's what I mean, you do. Or you do WASDA and then you go uh, the four, eight, six, and two. Yep. Zealy said I played a shit ton of Cyberdogs. Oh, that was a classic, man. Man, that was a good game. We should actually pull that up like the next extra life. That, screw it. If we got a free night, I'd say if we could find it, we'll just stream it. That'd be, um, that would actually be fun. Uh, oh, crap. What was I going right. to say? Oh, speaking of controls, one thing that there was another game that I played. I think I've started really playing it after Zelius left. And for life, be I'm blanking out on it. It's a it's a Square Enix game where it's built around playing cards. Um, and I feel like I've actually I actually talked about this uh, on one of the earlier shows where I was like, man, this just sounds weird. Of course, I bought it and I beat it. Um, but it's laid out in kind of like an isometric pattern. Mm -hmm. So if you go to the left or to the right, who knows if that's going to be like up left or down left or up right or down right, because the cards are, you know, they're not together. It's, you know, uh, you got one card and another card uh, on top, you know, basically one above, one below, and then both the left and right are basically halfway between the two on the sides. So... Thankfully, there is this fun little button that you there's there is a thing where you can move your cursor in almost every single case. Well, actually, when you're on the world map, you could use the the right analog to basically select the square you want to go to, and then hit A, and you could go there instead of every single time you hit the left analog, uh, it just moves to whatever. Hmm. All right. Well, anyways, uh, so yes, extra life was a success. We raised uh, the correct amount of money. Uh, if you, ladies and gentlemen, do still want to donate to Extra Life, either for Alter Confusion or anybody's, even though the, the Game-A-Thon is done, you still have until the end of the year to donate uh, to your specific Extra Lifer. So always take your money, sir. The Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, for us, will always love the help that individuals like you can give to them as unrestricted funds. Okay. So since we took a week off, 
because of circumstances, uh, we have a, a little bit of a backlog of topics. So let's start right off with uh, a question from Zelius in the Discord. Actually, I'm, assume it's, I'm assuming it's Zelius or maybe Zelius posted for someone, but have you ever been watching a show and a non-season finale episode ends and you're like, damn, that if that could have been the series finale and it would have been more fulfilling than some TV shows finale. So for me, that was specifically on DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Is uh, it is it done or is it just a finale? No, it was just a regular TV sh- um, episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously don't want to spoil in case somebody's going to watch it. But I think part of what it might actually be is, is we see a lot more of shows now that are still broadcast on TV is you see like the mid-season finale where it's like a 13-season show. It's after like episode six or seven and they're going to have like a month or two gap to then pick up on the next, basically, second half of the season, I think is where I see that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that a couple of the DC shows. And that's as, this is one of those shows where, I mean, I watch it on Netflix, but it's pretty obvious where after this sixth or seventh episode, it was like its own little mini arc where it would have been that gap. Mm-hmm. But it all tied it up so perfectly where it's like, I literally could have stopped watching the show right there and been happy. Um, I got you. you got closure to I, the, what was important to you. Yes, I got a lot of closure from a lot of things, and mm-hmm. I think part of it is recognizing, like in a TV show, though, you're never going to get closure to everything. No, I know, like every TV show, the episode finale, it's like, but what about this thread? Well, you'd have a season finale that's eight hours long, and you just create more questions. So you're never going to get closure on everything. Um, but I think on Legends of Tomorrow, there's some very obvious things that you are going to need closure on, which the show kind of gets. And it's not over. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think back to all the shows that I've watched and the series finales. And I gotta say, about 98.5. <laughs> Which is B ninety eight point five in in Atlanta. It's 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 a it's a smooth rock station. Um, just in case you're wondering, ninety six point one percent. Ninety six point one. Now I'm thinking more uh, ninety eight point nine the new ninety nine X. Um, but anyways, uh, actually, thing I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, ninety eight point nine is ninety nine X. Can I make a quick random sidebar? Shoot. When we're at Shaky Knees, so Shaky Knees reminded me. A little bit of on the bricks, right? You know, large outdoor. Oh, I miss those days. Thing, but do you remember though? What was ninety? What was on the brick sponsored by? Coke, nine nine X. Yes, like and later I think it went to like ninety eight five or something later. But my point is, it was just kind of an interesting thing where at Shaky Knees there was not a single radio sponsor or advertisement there. Was and it all like, beer? What's that? Was it all beer? It was lots of beer. Um, there was something else too. But Vodka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But <it> <laughs> alcohol. Kind of how you know how music series has changed so much? Where you know, twenty years ago, it was all about like the local disc jockey and radio stations, um, and that's just not a part of 
the music advertisement scene now. I just thought it was, I thought it was just interesting as all was you didn't have all the radio sponsors like you did in previous concert venues was all. Yeah. I, well, I think, I think part of that is because let's be honest, not a lot of people listen to the radio They're They've got Spotify or Pandora or some I remember people have access radio used to sponsor a lot of uh, concerts. What did I heart radio? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they still do or not. I have no idea. Mm. Speaking of sponsoring or perhaps coordinating uh, events, you, of course, have, and of course, was it one name? Uh, what the hell is the name of that freaking thing? It, it's it's a subsidiary of... of um, Ticketmaster? Ticketmaster that's gotten in a shit ton of trouble, especially yeah. recently. It's li- I think it's Live Nation. Live Nation, that's right. Live Nation. Yeah. Uh, my thoughts, and actually our thoughts and prayers go out to all those who are affected by, was it Astroworld? Yeah, and Travis Scott. Uh, look, here's the deal. If you see, I don't understand. If, I, I mean, I understand that sometimes you get lost in the music. But if shit's going down, especially as the performer, especially if there's an ambulance driving towards the stage, you probably want to stop. But that's just my two cents. Well, it doesn't help that he's been known to instigate crowds. Yes. And has been ticketed and cited for actually saying the right at his shows in the past. And of course, Live Nation has also been cited multiple times for unsafe environments. Yeah. So uh, he should get the um, book thrown at him because it's not like it's just a one-time oopsies. This is a clear pattern of behavior of creating incredibly unsafe environments for everyone involved. And the unfortunate thing is he probably just pays the fine and walks away. No, I, I, he deserves jail time for it, uh, in my well, not so opinion. I, I agree. However, rich people can just be like, here's a bajillion dollars. Uh, I'm weird. sorry. And they're like, yes, I feel your remorse. Let me give you a signed copy of my album to show my remorse. I shall sign a CD, a T-shirt, and... I will make out a special thing to one of your loved ones. And it's 50% off normal price. But, ladies and gentlemen, if you want, if you would like merchandise from Alter Confusion that's signed, I will sign... Uh, well, actually, the, there's no more... There's no really more amp, though I could do a... Um, oh, what the fuck is it called now? There's a new, like, Mountain Dew drink, which, of course, I'm blanking out on. I will sign cans for you. They're not my cans, but I'll sign them for with Alter Confusion. How about that? You know what I miss? What's what that? was it? The Black Cherry? Yeah. Yeah, it was the Black Label of Mountain Dew. Oh, man, I still awesome. have one that's unopened. <laughs> and at this point, I'm like, I don't want to open it because I'm scared. You never know. I was hiking last weekend, and I bought some salsa at the hiking shop. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. The hiking shop had salsa. It was a local, like, hey, buy local produce stuff, right? Did you just chug the salsa or were there chips involved? Oh, I do chips and salsa. It's like my favorite thing. My point is, I get home and I realize the salsa was Best Buy was like a year ago. Of course. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. It was still sealed. You know, it's got the nice sealed can. Man, that's some good salsa. Uh, uh, ironically which might have been wise late for the show to be fair ironically this actually reminds me of a convention that happened that many people would say shall not be named 
where in the front area, the cafe, as some would say, uh, the chips and basically all other food was two years past expiration. Sam Grizzle says most venues are going totally paperless. Went to a Gator game. Oh, God, I'm dying. I said Gator. Uh, a few weeks ago, had it had to give email, Ticketmaster account, iWallet info to ticket owner. Jeez, I prefer paper tickets. Alumni ain't happy about it. Wait, 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 wait. Sam, are you a Gator alum? Because we're going to have words, sir. We're going to have Yeah, Shaky D's was just a wristband. And I thought that was actually pretty cool and worked out well. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So, like, did you just show up and you had a wristband and you're good? They sent it to you. Like, instead of, like, having, like, a ticket, like, kind of like Sam was saying, you sometimes you can use, like, Apple Wallet. Uh, but each wristband had okay. a RFID tag in it. And that's you, what you swiped. That's okay. His UCF, University of Central Florida, which is ironic because I I went to school on the other side of University Avenue uh, at Full sale. Anyways, um, that sounds very dangerous, Zelius. To, to mail the thing. How do they... How can they tell if the person that they mailed it to is the person that's wearing it? Oh, they couldn't. Like, there was no... Was there any vaccine check? Yeah, so there was two checks. The first check, they didn't even check to see if you had a ticket. The Mm -hmm. first check was literally, you had to show your government-issued ID with your vaccine or negative test, and Mm -hmm. you match it. I think it's within, what, 48 hours? I don't know. Or 72 hours, something like that. I have my vaccine card, so I didn't really care. Right. Um, but I think 48, eight, it's at, at most 72 hours, maybe right. 48 hours. Right. I don't remember. So you go through there. They're not even checking to see if you have a ticket or wristband. Mm-hmm. Then after that, you walk through that queue. In the next section is they just have like a little turnstile, like kind of like a MARTA thing, where you just boop, swipe it and it turns green from the tag on your wrist. And for that, no, they don't check to see like. If it's it you who at, who owns the ticket. Yeah, like. I only registered registered mine to put my credit card on it. I don't even know if you actually had to like do that. I think the wristband is automatically activated. You just go. So you could scout the tickets. However, they're going to make a a cursory view of your your COVID information and, and to make sure that it matches your yeah. government issued thingy, and then you're in. Well, okay, I I could kind of understand that. I mean. I, yeah, so it worked out for that. Um, I don't think there would have been a whole lot of point in scalping the show because it wasn't sold out. There's always someone trying to scalp something to an event because they need to make the monies and they yeah, think that they're the, going to uh, find a sucker. Gatorade is what they were scalping. Or water. Or oh, yeah. uh, or or f- for those back in the late 90s, it was the um, um, it was the event T-shirts, which unfortunately oh. I finally lost my bigger day out T-shirt that misspelled Alien Ant Farm as A L E I I N Ant Farm. My favorite were the sports ones, where like the teams' names were spelled incorrectly. Yep, that's the Barves B A R V E S, the Barves. Which, by the way, side note. Did 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 it did Atlanta Braves rent the uh, the buses by the men or something? They were they were going faster than the speed limit. 
You have these people waiting. You had people waiting out there since eight o'clock to see this parade that I think what started at noon, and those fuckers were going like forty-five miles an hour. It's like, hey, they're trucking. They want no. They wanted to. uh, They wanted to get to the battery to partake in the drinking. They wanted to get there early to save their spot. Yeah, it's like uh, we don't forget a spot if we don't make it early, guys. So uh, let's hurry. You are the the guests of honor. I ain't starting shit without you. You know, uh, every extra 10 minutes we take, that's money that we'd have to pay that we can't pay Freddie Freeman as a free agent. So we got to make sure we make it back early so we can divert a little bit of funds to our contract negotiation pool. I'm pretty sure the city of Atlanta was willing to foot the bill to celebrate the first championship of, what, 26 years? Two, no, nine, yeah. yeah. It would have been 95. Boom! 26 years. See, I can do math. Sort of. Sometimes. Congratulations. You learned the old people. way. This new fangled way where the kids are doing all this crazy, like, the blocks and stuff. I don't know. I always... Here, here's 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 a secret for about Charlie. Both a uh, a detriment and an, and an awesome thing of Charlie. I did all my math in my head. Don't ask me to show work because I have no fucking clue. I could just get the answer. It's not I'm cheating. It's just my brain goes, oh, yeah, this is the answer. Anyways, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to the next topic. The next topic is... uh, There was a question that was asked um, about what is everyone's opinion of QTEs, which, of course, is quick time events. And what I mean by that is, uh, is that... When you have, uh, when it comes to certain games, when you're in like uh, special action places, or uh, it happens a lot. It happens a lot more in adventure games where you know you're trying to definitely jump over the pit and grab this and uh, dodge that. But quick time events is basically it flashes a button or key or direction at you and you have a limited amount of time to do that and you've got basically got to combo it all the way through uh to allow for the game to advance which a lot of people are like that's bullshit it should just be me bashing the shit out of buttons and if i win i win if i lose i lose so zelius quick time events i think it depends on the game like if it's a like for me for instance like tomb raider or perfect mm-hmm. games for quick time events, because it was yes. kind of that you're solving a puzzle type. I mean, there's a little bit of the action, yes, but like you're solving kind of a puzzle to like jump over the giant spikes and you had to hit the you know extra jumper grab onto the vine at just the right time. Yep. It's like thematically to me, the QTEs in a game like Tomb Raider fit perfectly into the game. Um, but like if I'm playing like a pure hack and slash em game, and also, I'm like, I had like a random QTE. I think that's different because it breaks the theme of the game. So that's a big part for me is does it fit and does it work well? Like, I enjoyed the QTEs in Tomb Raider because like they're engaging and challenging. Um, so I think it depends a lot on the game and what they're trying to do to me. Um, but generally speaking, I'm fine with QTEs. Um, I generally don't have a problem with them. I might suck at them in some games, uh, especially if I'm going from like controller to controller to controller and my brain can't figure out which button they're asking for in this game. Um, what I do appreciate, like, so I don't remember what up the top of my head, but someone will give you like 
the direction of the keypad. So like the X is kind of pointing down. So I know it's like my downwards button. That helps a lot. Because just going from like the Wii Pro Controller to the PS5 controller where everything's reversed. And God forbid people have like the Xbox also that they're playing. Yeah. No. Uh, Sam says, sounds like old arcade uh, Dragon Slayer, which was impossible. Lost millions of quarters trying to jump that first pet. Yes, exactly. Where you have to time this stuff. Uh, um, as Zeely stated, Tomb Raider, perfect example. I played, actually, the there's two games that I recently played and I've wrote, written reviews for, which I've got a shit ton of reviews to write, and I apologize for not getting them out. But um, uh, there was... The the time the the when the quick time events happen, it was more of a um, you're about to fall off this uh, this cliff or whatever. So you got to mash the buttons and then maybe move to the left if you see something coming for you, or you know you got to pull yourself a certain way in order to survive. Makes total sense. Um, I, for the most part, I think that. You know, I'm all about button mashing. I, I have no problem with it. However, if there's a specific, you know, special goal uh, that, you know, you award to. Look, here's the thing. It's like a, it's, it's a combo. I mean, it's, you know, if you, if you like fighting games, I mean, this shit's right up your alley. It, yeah. it actually gives you a uh, prompt of exactly what you have to do. But I will, I will admit, uh, as Zeely stated, it really does, you know, if you're playing across several different platforms, there are s some very small differences between the games. Uh, I personally do like, uh, as Zeely stated as well, um, not only do you have the directional, like up, down, left, right, that's displayed, but also a lot of games will have kind of like that that diamond that will have like, the, the upmost button and the downmost button and then like the left and right one. Uh, so you, you know where the Y, the A, the X, and the B is uh, just in case, um, you know, just in case you're going across controllers. Because right right here, I have the, uh, the uh, Nintendo Switch Pro controller and I also have a uh, generic Xbox 360 wired controller for uh, gaming on the PC. And the quickest, I mean, the, the, the one that you will immediately notice is that the A and the Bs are switched, which makes a hell of a difference, uh, depending on the game you're playing. A is always going to be that acceptance, and B is always going to be like, you know, uh, kind of like cancel. And they are two totally different ones. One's in the bottom, one's into the right. I do appreciate, though, with the Xbox controllers mm. that they're color-coded. Yes. So most games will also give you the color. Mm -hmm. And, like, I have a much easier time associating the color scheme than the random shape scheme. So Agreed. whenever I'm playing the Xbox and it writes up, like, red, blue, yellow, green, I'm, like, immediately know exactly what button they mean in that case. And, of course, for, for when they do a lot of uh, – for a lot of quick time events, not all of them, but some of them, when it comes to actual directionals, it makes it very obvious. It's like a it's like an elongated arrow pointing one direction or the other. Sure. It's not just a up, down, left, right. Um, well, the thing I also about the Xbox, it's also obvious because usually I know what the button is, but green means go, yep. red means cancel. Yep. So it's like yep. perfectly logical from a color schematic theme. 
Agreed. That, that, that is one thing I do miss about the Xbox controller. Yeah, if, if for those who are wondering, uh, green, which is go, and red, which is stop, uh, A is the green, and B is the red. Which, which of course, A, except B, back up! There you go. I, I just I'm I just rocked your world. Uh, but yes, I know know how to play the Xbox. Look here. Here's the deal. Do some games try to take the the easier path with quick time events? Absolutely, absolutely. But I'm not I'm not going to say that it cheapens the game because a lot of games actually use it, and it's actually relevant or it makes sense. But there are those games out there who are like. You know, just for shits and giggles, let's throw a quick time event in there. And those are kind of like head scratchers. But thankfully, at least for me, it's far and in between. Yeah, I think it's also, is it interesting? Like, and not frustrating, I think is always part of it. Right. Um, where it's like, kind of like you're saying, you're playing all of a sudden, it's like randomly throwing in. And you see like the X flash across the screen for 0.3 seconds. I'm like, well, that's bullshit. So I think part of it is... You know, not saying it's super easy and you have 18 seconds to press it, but there's also the BS factor. Is it fun and engaging versus it just there to piss the gamer off? Side note, if you do, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a developer and you do have a quick time event, allow a little bit of wiggle room just in case someone hits the, the, the one of the sequence incorrectly to... A lot of what a lot of games do is they allow for one error. Oh yeah, and they they give you a little wiggle room. They're like, okay, you effed up on this one, but you got the rest of the combo. Cool. But there are I games out there like literally, you miss up one and it's death. I think probably bigger for me is you know it's coming. Yeah, like that's what actually really annoys me is like you know you're sitting here during a cutscene and all of a sudden there's like. Oh, press the X in the middle of the cutscene. Oh, okay, well, okay, yeah. That really annoys me. That, it, what I want with if you randomly put that shit in a special at a cutscene, yeah, that drives me nuts as well. But if it's like you know you have this cutscene where you see someone running and then taking a leap, and you're like, okay, this is a dangerous action. All right. I at, at the bare minimum, I'm prepared to have to push buttons. That's it's not like push. you're you know. You entered the house, and then a cutscene happened, and then out of the fucking blue, boom! You gotta start pushing buttons. Surprise! No, no. So I mean, you know, I got no problem with them as long as they're put, uh, I guess, in a way that actually makes sense. Right, Zealus? I hear you, man. I agree. All right, so I have some tragic news for everyone out there. Don't be tragic. Be happy. So um, I know we talked about this a while ago, and it was a head scratcher kind of for me. There is there is this. I think it was kickstarted, or it was crowdfunded at very minute. It was it was a system called the Play Date, which is a black and white uh, kind of like handheld that had like the crank that uh, that basically powered up the system so you could play it. So a couple issues uh, hap- has happened. First of all, it was supposed to come out. It, it will not. Uh, and the reason is uh, that they ran into just a couple small little things. Uh, basically, the initial version of the handheld had a serious hardware issue. 
Specifically, the batteries for the Playdate, which is the name of the system, were defective in a number of the of the system to the point where the creator was uncomfortable with releasing it to the, the public. So uh, that immediately pushes the system out for those who basically, I guess, early funded it uh, to 2022. But... There's more. There is more. Uh, they ran into one other interesting issue, and this is no real surprise. If you look at all the consoles out there, what is one of the problems when it comes to mass producing the Xbox or the Switch or the PlayStation? It's the components of the hardware. And it turns out that this um, play date is running into that as well. As they try to ramp up production, one of the biggest issues they ran into was that some of the key components were unavailable in the quantity they needed, especially the CPU. Yep. But but here's where it gets really sucky for the, the creators, which I believe the, na the, the company name is called Panic. And that is the CPU is currently unavailable for 730 days. That's over two years. That, that's a little ways to wait. But and that's assuming there's no more delays. Right. And, and that, that of course is is one of the issues. And yes, in the past have uh console develop or console owners, concept manufacturers, I mean console manufacturers, kind of hold back to give you that um scarcity thing. Absolutely. But now because of the the high tech crap that's on the, I mean, amazing awesomeness that is on the system, the components being mass produced, not as easy as it sounds. Well, no, there's just a massive shortage all around. Uh, Especially Sony's actually reducing their PS5 output by about a million units next year because of the shortage. Well, I mean, you look at, you look at the, uh, the Nintendo Switch sales. Yep. I mean, they, they really didn't catch up. Have they finally caught up? I don't even know at this point. I know that uh, you can you can find switches now more still at the store. I think it's because really the now they've got the second time. version out there. They got the OLED version, which, by the way, my favorite chiropractor, Doctor Ryan, has that new version, and it looks pretty. Nice. I'm just gonna say it looks pretty. It's a little bit bigger. The screen's a bigger, and it's just like a little bit longer, but it still fits like a glove. Nice. No, I played Metroid on it, and I'm probably going to end up buying it. I haven't bought it yet, but I probably will end up buying it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the chip shortage sucks for everyone. It's, I mean, it affects games. I know um, it's one of the issues with actually car manufacturing right now is the the head unit because they all have, you know, super chips for navigation and safety and all that stuff. They're all using those kind of same type of chips. Yep. Because um, in this case, we're talking more of the low power chips, mm -hmm. which are actually more scarcity than the high power chips. It's just, it's crazy. And because more I've devices are going to use them. What's that? I said more devices are going to yeah. use the, because not everyone is going to try to go for the super duper high end stuff. And so, I mean, we're basically in this chip shortage for at least the next year or two into 2022 or 2023. And who knows at that point if it's, not going to stop. I'll be honest with you. It's you're probably looking at at least 2024 
on a lot of these chips. I'm just saying. Yeah, it, it sucks. Yeah. Um, okay. So if you were a supporter of Playdate, unfortunately, or no, not Playdate. Yeah, Playdate. Uh, you're going to have to wait for I don't know how long. Uh, if you were an early supporter, maybe you can get it um, faster than the 730 days it's going to take to get that CPU. But uh, if anyone actually gets this thing, give me a heads up because I would love to uh, to take a look at it. But they're sourcing a different CPU for it, though, to hopefully get it quicker. Are they? Yeah, they said that they they have not said what the new CPU is, but it's a very similar CPU, and that's part of the problem, though, because it's a different architecture. Oh, they're having to actually redo like the code that was already done because they're switching CPUs to something different. Um, and somehow, in the process, though, they're managing to not change the price. Well, if you, you have to change the architecture, that means you also have to change the SD, SDK kit, which is the software development kit. Because ch my guess is that any developer who makes this game for this system is not going to try to relearn a different way of doing things. Uh, yeah. Way back in the day, uh, one of my, uh, <laughs> one of the classes I had to take uh, to get my computer science degree from Winthrop University was I had to take a um, a class, or I ended up taking a class on something that's called MIPS, which is a Motorola, uh, the, basically it's the, it's the Motorola chip language, which was what Apple had back in the day. Uh, and it was a bitch. So changing architectures, I totally understand the pain. I hope, I pray, that these guys uh, panic, that are making the play date, have some kind of SDK that kind of does the, you know, does the middle work with, with changing how to do the architecture. All right, ladies I and gentlemen, let, let, let's, uh, whoops, uh, let's pause for just a second and do our friends at the show because they are amazing. They are why we do it every single week and they also help yeah, support friends. us. Yes. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, without further ado, let's start it off with the one, the only, uh, the Indy Cluster. The Indy Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the ma mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. If you'd like more information, go to IndieCluster.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-C-L-U-S-T-E-R.com. Now, of course, the one, the next one we have to like or to talk about, and he was actually in Atlanta, that bastard. He never said anything. He was at Anime Week in Atlanta. And that, of course, is Doodleboy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously White Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information to view their few 
they're, uh, their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. Now, of course, I already alluded to this, but I've got to give the shout out to... Whoop, where the hell did it go? Where did it go? Uh-oh. Oh, Oopsie no. Daisy. I accidentally took... There we go. We're doing this on the fly because somehow Dude, I accidentally ripped the thing in. off. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. If you want more information, go to www.herochiropractic.com. There you go. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, because we did the shout-outs over there, we got to do our own shout-outs. Um... Like I said, I'm going to just kind of go over the uh, the extra life stuff real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, Ultra Confusion has successfully partaken in our 10th straight year of extra life. We uh, remember you can still donate until the end of the year. If you want more information, extra life is gamers doing what they do best, or I should say we do best, and that's game, to help sick and injured children at their chosen Charles Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life goes directly to our chosen hospital, which of course is Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Altered Confusion. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, Altered Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, supporters, lovers, haters, monsters, demigods, dragons, celestial beings, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. Currently, there are two levels available. Uh, there is a $1 level, which is $1 a month or $12 a year. And what that gives you is the ability to take part in patron-only uh, conversations, polls, whatever. Uh, it also gives you early access to all the playthroughs. And the current playthrough that is early access is a game called Roki, which pulled at my freaking heartstrings nonstop. Uh, but that you gain that just for doing a dollar a month or $12 a year. Now, of course, if you want to go up to the next level, that is a $5 a month or $60 a year. And not only do you gain those two things that were previously mentioned in the $1 level, but you also gain your name or organization added to the thank you section of every single Thursday night hangout. So if you're interested in becoming a patron of Alter Confusion, which I highly recommend, go to www.patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash altered confusion. And because 
We have a super duper duper fan in the audience who loves for me to do this part. I am going to say, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not feel uh, like you can, I think someone just died in Zelius's room. It happens. You should be used to it by now. Okay, ladies and but gentlemen, if you uh, if you want to, if you do not fi find that you are able to provide or basically donate to Alter Confusion of financial capacity, but you still want to give Alter Confusion something. Perhaps uh, you have a a podcast or something that you would like for us to uh, basically show off. All you got to do is mail that item within reason uh, to the following place. And that, of course, whoops, whoopsie daisy. Um, and that, of course, is... 1551 Dunwoody. That's D U N W O O D Y Village Parkway. And this is super duper 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 important. Number 88276. Let me say that again. Number 88276. That is the P.O. box number. You do not put that there. It does not go to Alter Confusion. So the city is once again Dunwoody. D U N W O O D Y. State is Georgia. The zip code is 30338. Now, how many O's? I don't know. D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y. Uh-oh. Oh, God dang it. Now, now you got me thinking of the uh, Wizard of Oz. Okay. So, moving on. I, I do want to bring up something, and this is... This is unfortunately something that happens a lot in video games. And that is sometimes developers do not think about their, you know, uh, about the full consequences of any decision they make. Uh, and the latest developer, I guess publisher, is Activision. Activision has had to come out rather recently to express a huge apology in the form or, or over the fact that in the new Call of Duty uh, Vanguard Zombies map, um, apparently there are pages of the Quran randomly spread out through the level where you're trying to kill all the zombies you could get. So, as you might imagine, it mm. did not go over well with certain religious groups. I mean, I, that's understandable. I mean, look, the, I, I understand. <sighs> Unfortunately, in this day and in this day and age, you really got to double check, no triple check, maybe quadruple check to make sure you're not going to piss off the wrong type of people. That's not to say there aren't games out there who that are made specifically to piss off people, but when you're talking about a mainstream, uber duper triple A title that you're trying to get everybody and their effing mother to buy you gotta be careful it's almost more like we're sorry that we overlooked this and we got caught that's really how i feel yeah yeah no, I mean, the, oh yeah. uh golden eye on the freaking nintendo 64 has now finally i think uh, it's available for sale in was it germany I don't know. The thing is, you have to understand, and this is something that I fail to do as well, is that every single country has their own standards or their own opinion about what what 
contents, be it a book, movie, a video game, whatever, should be allowed inside their country. Um, when I have, I have a cousin who came over and stayed over the summer when I was in high school and he bought this game called, I don't know, some kind of sniper gun, uh, sniper game where it's all about, you know, killing the bad guys from like way, way afar away. And it turns out that he bought it here in the States, but he was unable to play it in France, which is where he's from because it's illegal in France. So, um, Sometimes you got you you got to remember that if you're playing a game or watching a movie or reading a book people around the world may not know what the hell you're talking about or they might have a different version of it. Well, it's also a time change like so I was listening to some Pantera earlier and a live show from like the 90s mm-hmm. and a lead guitarist who's like phenomenal guitarist the design is a giant confederate flag oh boy and the design actually looks pretty badass the way they did it but you did that in the 90s where really not a whole lot of people cared versus now i mean the same guy is dead so it's not him um but it's 2021 where you know your lead guitarist of a metal band having a giant confederate flag for their emblem on the guitar we get a very different reaction now than it would have back then. There is a old school rock and roll band. Uh, some people, in, uh, especially Americans probably, would know the band, and it's called Leonard Skinnerd. Yep. Leonard Skinnerd, uh, for the longest time, performed in front of a Confederate flag. You know mm-hmm. why they performed in front of a, con- uh, a Confederate flag? Because it's sold to their audience. No. Uh, it was to drive home the point that they were a Southern rock band. They didn't actually stand for any of the shit that the Confederate flag did. It was their promo guy who put it up there so they could say, yeah, Southern rock and roll band. They come yeah. from, you know, the backwoods. It was marketing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's marketing. Um, you know, I like I said, like they, like I said, the... Sometimes people are going for shock value. Sometimes they're not. If you're if you have a AAA title, you got You're gonna be a, a hell of a lot more careful than you know some indie studio. I mean, well, shit. I think we know like you know video game developers have done some dumb stuff. This is a case where there is no malintent or mal. You know, someone was it, trying to spruce it, up something, and they're like, you know, it'd be funny as if we threw this in here. Yeah, like, Actually, I don't think there's anything meant by it. It just it's a different. It's, age. It's Grand Theft Auto hot coffee all over again. Yeah, it's just a very different type of age of, you know, everybody, uh, games are global, so there's always a reaction to everything, and inevitably, for good or bad, um, you're going to piss people off. Okay, but here here's a small thing that some people may not know, and that is that games that are accepted in different countries... Let's just say basically there there are games out there that are accepted globally. Uh, for example, I'm pretty sure you could basically buy Kingdom Hearts anywhere. But technically, I mean, if you find details, it's not the same game. And the reason is color scheme. Different countries and different ethnicities have 
put different val uh, value on different colors. So the outfit that you see Sora wearing in Kingdom Hearts in the U.S. is not going to match the same outfit in a different country because the colors mean something different, which is kind of weird. But at the same time, it happens a lot more than you know. Well, it's like in um, China. Mm -hmm. I know World of Warcraft is actually a pretty big example of how a lot of the character sprites are very different mm -hmm. in China, particularly when it comes to the undead characters. Yes. Um, yes. Like they don't like skeletons over there. Like you basically can't have one. Um, so there's a lot of things like that, especially at the undead, that Blizzard was forced to change uh, so that the great CCP did not come down on them. Um, didn't, I feel like they also had, like, Blizzard had to jump through a hell of a lot of loops just to have, like, the servers. Um, well, probably, because I know there's always the, you know, who does the data belong to? Right. Is always a thing, and, you know, depending on where they're physically located, I was easy to, to um, monitor the traffic for the safety of our citizens. Right. Safety of our citizens. Now, of course, was it Japan or is it China, it's some, it's one Asian country. They have put some serious restrictions on gaming, uh, youth and gaming. I mean, oh, they've yeah. no, put China some very hard caps. After like eight o'clock gaming restrictions. Internet shut off, power shut off the children's rooms. And on top of that, even during the playing hours, you can only accumulate a certain amount of hours or minutes in a yep. week before you get cut off, which is... Oddly, not a bad idea, but at the same time, crazy. Because in America, we could do what we want. America freedom. But I'll be totally honest with you. I definitely uh, keep an eye on the amount of time my kids game. Uh, I only allow them to game at certain times. So, you know, it, it's not the government that's controlling them. But I, as a parent, am actually taking an active stance in... What my game? What my kids are playing? Which is oh no, no, no. Well, I mean, virtually, I mean, just being pragmatic, virtually every single electronic device yep. has some kind of built-in parental control where you want to schedule it. And guess what? If you want to invest the research, um, anybody can go out and get a web service for their home router that will also restrict it by device. Uh, yes, meaning you can make it so that your laptop, as Charlie, mm -hmm. has access twenty four seven, but these other devices are restricted for their hours. Yes, that is true. However, however, I found this out thanks to virtual learning. Uh, you can there there is a setting in some routers uh, that allow for uh, basically age gating. Uh, the child cannot do you know, can't access stuff that's, a you know, considered 10 or above. Unfortunately, when it comes to Zoom, which is universal age, it blocks it. So I had to scramble going, what the hell is going on? Because my mm -hmm. kids couldn't get into their virtual classes because it was classified as mm -hmm. we don't know what the age is, therefore block it. Nice. Yes. But yes, absolutely. I mean... But, but once again, 
I understand we are tech-savvy people out there. Uh, Zelius, of course, knows more tech than I do, but still, I can kind of do shit. Uh, but that being said, the vast majority of people, unfortunately, still do not either know about it or don't want to put the time into, you know, setting up all that stuff. Uh, can't watch YouTube. This device is only allowed during this time and this time on these days. Yes, oh. your router could do that. Guess what? There's a very old-fashioned way of dealing with that then. Turn off the internet. Or you just take the device away. Both. <laughs> or both. You're right, because there's always the burner device you don't know about. This is reality. Actually, um, i got to be honest with you. If I were to turn off the internet, I think I'd piss off more than just my kids. Yeah. Because we have YouTube TV. So I'm like... Uh, Hmm. That's like a win. Yeah, I mean, you just, I mean, I know a fair number of families at our school where after nine o'clock or whatever it is, um, the parents also, by the way, not just the students, but the parents mm -hmm. also put their cell phones in the family bucket. Um, so there comes a certain point where it's all digital off, which I don't think is a bad thing. What do you call um, it? Uh, I know as adults, we've, we also fall into that trap very easily. Yeah of living on the electronic device 24 seven. So it, I, I mean, I get it too. Like if you're a 13 year old kid and your parent is like, hey, you know, turn off your cell phone. You're gonna eat your brain alive as they're sitting there on Facebook, posting the latest cat meme. It's called pot, I mean, kettle meat. Yep. And kids recognize that they're gonna call. I mean, he might not say it to your face, but internally they're like, this is bullshit. You know, back in the day, it was all about the uh, the MAC address screen. Yeah, yeah. You're like, this device, but but it was like harsh. It was like, if it's not one of these devices, do not connect. The problem is the amount of devices you have in your home. Uh, tablets, uh, laptops, PCs, uh, streaming devices, uh, phones. If your buddy comes over, you'd have to add their MAC address to your fucking filter list. I mean, I live by myself mm -hmm. with one furry creature. And Who's I constantly have... running up your bill. <laughs> but like me, myself, I mm -hmm. have like 12 devices on the mobile network at home already. That's just me. And like, I mean, you know, if you have a house of six people, you know, two working adults, and then they probably have their work and home device. That is a lot to keep track of. Yes. Which I'll be totally honest with you. Once upon a time, I did do the the MAC address filtering, but it became yeah. such a pain. No, I totally hear that. Um, and the problem too is it's also not if the teenager knows what they're doing. It's also pretty dang easy to get around. You could clone the MAC. Yeah, it's really. I mean, you know, don't do that. That's illegal. But yes, technically you could do that. And if you have, was it Linux, you can easily uh, alter your Mac to whatever you want. Yeah, that's just like a right-click in preferences. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want this Mac anymore. Boop, boop. Done. Um, well, you got then the new Mac device is like spoof your Mac address. Yeah. Yeah. Data privacy, man. Yeah. Y'all. Yeah. Y'all. Yeah. So anyways, um, the the last thing I want to touch on 
uh, is Blizzard's, I guess, recent tweet uh, that basically said, uh, as we have worked with new leadership at Blizzard, basically because they had to fire everyone because of inappropriate stuff, um, and within the franchises themselves, particularly in certain key creative roles, because they had to get rid of like basically the lead dude in Diablo and uh, World of Warcraft and Overwatch, um, particul particularly in certain key creative roles, it has become apparent that some of the Blizzard content planned for next year will benefit from more development time to reach its full potential. Basically, we have to get rid and cover the lawsuits before we get shit done. Um, while they are still planning to deliver a substantial amount of content uh, next year, they are planning for a later launch date for Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 than originally envisioned. In what? In what is the substantial software? They've already said that they're not releasing anything new for Overwatch, which is killing the community. Yep. Um, World of Warcraft has fallen behind in terms of maybe not user count. They just released a huge patch with more galore. But in terms of popularity and momentum, yep. Final Fantasy XIV surpassing it. Yep. Um, is Heroes of the Storm even a thing? I don't even know anymore. I don't think uh, so. I don't even know if the game still exists. Um, I was, to be honest with you, I was, I was really sad when. Heroes of the Dorm, which was, mm -hmm. I mean, it was really like the first esports collegiate level successful thing they decided to back away from, which was, yeah. a, which actually had like evolving shit happening. And then they do the Overwatch League, which has the same shit. And you had to pay like millions and millions of dollars. Then you got Diablo, where Diablo 3 has been out for so long. And now the entire internet's losing their mind over Lost Ark that's coming to the United States yeah. um, to take that RPG crown. So it's like, yeah. I, I mean, I know they haven't been doing well, but I think, yeah, I mean, Blizzard's in trouble. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. It was, it was, it's the, the true kiss of death. I think, obviously was when you had overwatch pro league players that's individuals who are on teams whose owners paid like 36 million dollars to have the team were going to a beta version of a game called valorant because they were bored as shit and it's not gonna get better because yeah it's which sucks because Overwatch is a fantastic first-person shooter. Uh, it's well balanced. You have different characters. It's just stale. <laughs> There's no other way of putting it. There's, I mean, it it baffles the mind for me, and and I truly and I will continue to go to this. I'm sorry, but you know whatever. Activision is going to send some bad guys my way or whatever, but. When Activision and Blizzard came together in that merger, yep. Blizzard has never been the same. No, no, it's, you can't disagree with that. They've lost that Blizzard, it, you know, a decade ago, if this had happened with the merger laying or game two years, the audience would have been like, cool, man, you do what you got to. 
but they've lost that goodwill because they aren't doing crap. Even if they and are doing the crap, it feels like it's rushed, which is ironic because they ain't doing shit. But at the same time, when they are doing stuff, I feel like it's being shoved. Well, it feels like it's a it's a reaction not to honestly the game content needs more work. It's two things. One, it's obviously the fallout of having to reorganize the company structure because of everything that's happening. And two, my bigger worry with a game like Overwatch with leaving of Jeff Kaplan Mm-hmm. is they're basically redoing the game to monetize the hell out of it. Agreed. Is I think that is what I think is going to happen with Overwatch 2, where it's become the buy the skins and the power-ups and all this other cool stuff. Which is uh, Activision. That, that's Activision to the core. I mean, that's what 100%. they strive on. Yep. It's uh, finally uh, Activision fully sinking their teeth in. And it's because you've also lost the people like the Jeff Kaplan in understandably so they lost the people from all the sexual assault stuff. Yep. So which means you just lost further. The initial blizzard core would have any ability to be like, this is a terrible idea. They so either left on their own and formed as said, it, it's basically blizzard individuals either had to leave because of a sexual harassment or yeah. abuse scandal, or they left on their own because this Activision thing is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we, we talked about this two weeks ago. Um, the blizzard that there that is there now is not the blizzard we grew up with. Case of point is that this time, and there's nothing wrong with Vicarious Visions. I just want to point that out. There's nothing wrong with Vicarious Visions, but part of the merger has required Vicarious Visions to drop their name, and now they are Blizzard. It's like they're they're trying desperately to like keep that name alive, even though they're basically emptying all the cupboards. Yeah. Anywho, um, I'm gonna make one side note and then I'll sign off. Uh, unfortunately, I I wasn't able to tell this to Zelius quick enough, but it did look like Rose was starting to make dinner because she was dancing on top of the stove. Um, <laughs> now, of course, you can't see it, but I can. So I just had to make a, a comment, ladies and gentlemen, that Rose was trying to make her own dinner because Zelius isn't moving fast enough. Um, <laughs> so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I want you, th- I, I, we're going to wrap this show up and say, um, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure giving you to come our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother. <laughs>